0: Hey there, welcome to the love and loss podcast, helping you recover emotionally, physically and spiritually from miscarriage. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson. Today I want to talk about this idea of keeping busy to help you feel better. So keeping busy basically to avoid grief. So think about a time. When you followed the advice of someone who said, just keep yourself busy, you'll feel better. That time might be now, right after your miscarriage, or you might need to call upon another memory, a death in the family, or maybe it was after a breakup or divorce or the loss of a pet, whenever you might've felt grief before and tried to keep yourself busy and distracted so as not to feel the grief. So you kept yourself busy, either by working extra hours, packing your social calendar full, maybe you volunteered. It doesn't really matter how you kept yourself busy. What I want you to go back to, what I want you to notice from that time in your life is what happened when you finally did get quiet. It hurt, right? When you are not busy, your mind and your heart will go to your sorrow. Let me say that again. When you aren't busy, your mind and your heart will go to your sorrow. So I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Let's go back to the moments when you were actually busy. What happened then? And think about that a little bit how did you feel? How did you actually feel? Kind of temporary relief, I suppose. But if you're anything like me, you probably got irritable more quickly than usual. Maybe you even lashed out at a friend or a coworker or a family member. Or maybe you got emotional at the most inopportune time and broke down at work or when you were with someone who isn't really that close to you and it felt awkward and uncomfortable. There's, there's two things that are happening here. So when you're quiet, your heart needs to feel the pain of your sorrow in order to heal. So it will automatically instruct your mind to think about it when your mind is not distracted. So as soon as you stop distracting yourself, as soon as you you know, you need to go to bed or you're alone in the house for a bit, or for some reason you're not busy. You, you have quiet moments all the time. And as soon as that happens, your heart is going to tell your mind, start thinking about the sorrow because it needs to be released. So, and then number two, when you're busy, your heart is still trying to release that pain. So it will just bust through the seams In other ways. So it's, I like to think of it a little bit like trying to stuff a seat, a sleeping bag back into its case. When it arrives for the first time and you open it up, it's, it's beautiful and it all fits nicely. But as soon as you take that sleeping bag out of there the first time and try to get it back in, it's kind of like you got to keep rolling it up tighter and tighter and shoving it in there. And even then it still pops out the top. So I kind of think about pain in the same way when you try to stuff it in, you try to distract your mind from it and you try to kind of just cover it up with busyness, it's going to burst out of the seams in other ways. It's going to keep popping back out and it might be in, in less recognizable ways. So it might be anger instead of sadness. It might be irritability or um, annoyance or something else that you might not recognize as grief, but the underlying emotion there is is grief. So, all that to say, you need to feel the pain and sorrow and grief in order to heal from it. It's kind of like looking it in the face and recognizing it and analyzing it and then letting it go. Sounds fun, right? I know it's not fun at all, but neither is breaking down in front of a bunch of colleagues or shouting at someone you love. And yet reliving that pain every time you get quiet for those few moments is not fun either when that carries on longer than it needs to. So today I want to teach you how to release the pain so that you can truly heal and begin to feel better sooner and feel much better quicker. So here's how you do it. I have four tools for you. These are my tricks of the trade. They're the tools that I think about that I use in in my own emotional healing all the time. Um, And you've heard me talk about some of them before. So number one, write about how you feel. If you've been listening to me or following me for a while, you'll know that this is one of my key tools for healing. And to me, it's actually quite shocking what comes out on the paper that you didn't even know was inside of you when you actually write it down. You can get answers to questions, you can get insight into all kinds of things when you write it down on paper. For some reason, just putting that pen in your hand will get it out of you. So I like to ask myself questions like this. And don't worry, I'll put these questions in the show notes so you don't have to scramble to write them down right now. Just have a listen and and maybe start thinking about them. So in in any particular day you you can use this and at any particular time during the day. Describe the emotion you're feeling right now. Put that down on the paper. How does it feel in your body physically? What are the sensations that you feel? And where do you feel the emotion in your body? So is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Is it in your shoulders or in your head? Where are you feeling that pain? It might even be somewhere else. When you start to write those things down, it 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 helps you to recognize and and kind of get be objective about that feeling. So the next question where does the feeling come from? What's the root of the emotion you're feeling? And with this question, I want you to uncover the root of an emotion. So, for example, people say this all the time. Someone says something like, "Just relax next time. Take better care of yourself, the next one will work out." Just saying that starts to trigger something in me. It starts to make me annoyed at that at People who say those kinds of things. And it might trigger some anger or exasperation in you too, if you've heard it, especially more than once. And on the face of it, on the surface, that just feels like anger, irritation. They just don't get it. And that's how how it feels. You feel misunderstood. What that really stems from is that the person is implying that you didn't relax or take good care of yourself the first time. And that's what really triggers something in us. Especially if you've already been wondering or feeling guilty about something to do with your loss. So if you've been feeling some doubt, like maybe I exercised too much, or maybe I shouldn't have had that one glass of wine that one time. Or, you know, it could have been any tiny small thing that really had nothing to do with it. But you might be wondering, and the question, or the, the person telling you to just relax and take better care of yourself, sort of triggers that doubt and that self-blame. So I want you to, with that question, where does the feeling come from? What's the root of the emotion? I want you to get at the underlying emotion. What's beneath the surface? So that's number one. write about your feelings. Number two is related. You could ask yourself the same questions, but talk about it instead of writing, say it out loud, record something into your phone, talk to somebody else about it. Sometimes saying the words for different people can can get them out of your head and you don't realize that they're even in there. So this actually works for me as well, talking or writing. So to give you an example, I eventually went to therapy when I couldn't get pregnant after my first miscarriage. It was two years after my first miscarriage before I could get pregnant again. And and I thought I was fine emotionally. I thought I had actually processed all of my grief from my miscarriage. But when my therapist started asking me questions, I realized that I hadn't. And I'd think about those questions first and wouldn't necessarily have an answer But as soon as I started talking, even if it was just uttering the words, I don't know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And suddenly the answer would come tumbling out of my mouth. So talking about it for some people can be really helpful at getting what's in your brain out of your system because thinking about it doesn't allow you to release it. So that's number two, talk about it. Number three, can you reframe your pain? So, this is what I mean by this one. It's a little bit tough, but it's doable. Going back to some of the questions that I was asking, see if you can think of your pain as a physical sensation. So, by asking yourself where in your body you're feeling it and how it feels physically, what are the sensations you actually feel? you can begin to see that it's just a reaction that's happening in your body. It's just an emotion, anger, happiness, joy. Those are all emotions too. And we might not like feeling anger, but we're not afraid of it. So once you're able to reframe pain, emotional pain in a way that makes it seem like a sensation or just like any other emotion, it won't be as scary to allow your body to feel it. So that's number three. See if you can reframe your pain or your grief. And then number four, get quiet. So this is the hardest part. It's it's getting quiet, getting into a meditative pose, or laying on your bed, or getting into a bath, um, whatever. Is going to work for you wherever you're going to feel comfortable and safe. And when you're in that space, allow your body and your heart to start feeling those sensations of your grief. I like to be, I like to imagine that I'm being surrounded by angels when I do this. I imagine them surrounding me and embracing me and comforting me. And then I release all my grief to them to carry away. So that's how I like to do it. You, you might have a different way of doing it. I do have a beautiful meditation that can help you do that to sort of, um, create that visualization of angels surrounding you and, and then allowing yourself to feel the grief and release it. I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's also on my website, uh, which is sherryjohnson.ca. I'll put that in the show notes as well, just in case You haven't gotten there yet. So those are the four. Just to recap, um, number one, write down your feelings using some of the questions, any questions that work for you, but I've given you some journal prompts in case that helps you talk about it or just say things out loud. Number three, reframe your pain. So see if you can. If you can sear your, your pain or your grief as an emotion, as a body sensation. And then number four, get quiet, meditate, find some quiet time, some peaceful time to process and allow yourself to feel and release the, the grief. So I always encourage my clients and my listeners to use their favorite essential oil while doing any of these activities. Oil is going to help to release emotions. There is a a physical science that goes along with that, that I'm not going to get into today, but, uh, I do encourage you to, to try some, uh, essential oils for grief. The floral oils are particularly good. So any of the oils that come from flowers, I love rose and bergamot are two of my favorites. And yeah, so I encourage you to try those, but any of the florals are, are lovely. So I hope that this episode has helped you to think about grief from a new perspective and that you'll take at least one of these tools and try it out. I'll be back next week with another episode for you. And until then, I wish you well.